0: are back welcome to match point number nine a tennis bets podcast i am one of three hosts david ej Berger. you can find our show handle at mp9 tennis on twitter this is your first time listening chances are that's how you found us welcome hello if you're a returning listener thank you we have a solid solid core base of, of fans now we have a certain number we hit every week that's much higher than than last year so thank you for listening please subscribe uh however you're listening to our our, our little podcast I could hear it's been a couple weeks since we've been on but we're back and uh with me as always is uh my number one tennis talking bro Derek Derek hello what's up
1: everyone thanks for coming back uh we've been graced with the uh 250 life again and we get some high-profile exhibition tennis as well. So let's talk about it.
0: All right. Derek is here, and so is uh, our third host, uh, Mr. John Reed. Uh, if you follow tennis, uh, if you bet on tennis on Twitter, you know this guy, at JRTweetsTennis, does betting content for his own brand, Tidbits Tennis, uh, the Action Network, Betting Expert, Hammer Network. This guy is anywhere that you can uh, can be when it comes to looking for those money line, underdog winners. John, welcome
2: uh, back uh, as well I'm excited to get going took the dave obviously taking davis cup week off because they ruined that and then we're going from davis cup to laver cup it's like they've turned one into a glorified exo and then the next week we have the literal glorified exo so
0: we did take davis uh cup off which i think was fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last time we were on the mics, was previewing the semifinals of the USO transparency-wise, uh exciting moment for us right now as we actually nailed some winners. Had the rude minus three, the under 40 and a half on my end. Alcaraz winning it all for John. Derek, you chased the dogs with Big Bigfo and Karen, but I think that was uh was was worthy. Alcaraz winning. I mean, we deserve that, guys. Let's let's be real. I think we should table some time here at the beginning of this podcast to talk about the new world number one. Any remaining lingering thoughts on the U.S. Open?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it just it felt like it was not too easy to 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 call that would play out, but it really was, you know, simple that Rude was almost going to be far too consistent, and with an improved serve, like Johnoff wasn't going to be able to really pressure as much as he probably needed to, considering he was going to leak errors and leak service games. And then on the flip side, it was you know Alcaraz's you know, frustratingly ball basher as he can turn into in certain situations, he's still far too consistent and just has far too much for Casper to deal with. So it like that U S open, unfortunately, as, as down the stretch, it became pretty predictable, but as for Alcaraz, I mean, look, You can look at this two ways. You can take it from like a cynical perspective of how on earth is this guy number one? What does that say about the game? A lot of people have been dumping on the women's game for a long time. But honestly, guys, this kid is extremely talented. He's going to be a stud. He's going to be up there in the Grand Slam totals, right? I'm probably going to pass Sampras. He's going to be right there with the big three. That said, there's too many holes or or there's too much that he can still work on right now. And so for him to be number one is like, eh, not the greatest reflection on the ATP, at least in my opinion. Or you can look at it like, holy crap, this kid's number one, and he can still, you know, add a bit of point construction. He can he can still add a bit of tactical prowess to his game. He can still, you know, tune up that serve a little bit. Like, he's going to get better, and he's already this good. He's already so hard to beat three sets out of five. Either way you look at it, it's it's going to be one hell of a next five, ten years.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like the big takeaway from the USO is just – dude, what is Alcaraz's ceiling? It's like, there's things that he can improve on his game. He's still whipping on forced errors when he's just going too big. And you can see that that's like a maturity level thing. And as he gets older, he's going to, you know, play a more smart game and he's going to stop hitting so many unforced errors. He's going to stop hitting the ball so big in like points where he's probably just overzealous. From that, it's like, if you think that his ceiling is higher than what it already is. It's like, it, and you look at the field, like who the hell is going to beat him besides Novak? Like once that guy's gone, like what the hell? Like who's this competition going to be? Like sure ain't going to be Jensen Brooksby <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, it's not going to be Ben Shelton. It's not going to be, I don't know who else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get oh, oh, our oh. Oh, Sorry, Let's did, our did I just cross here, the ben, line right just,
0: there? Yeah, you might have crossed the line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someone's gonna give, have to like give Betty a couple years. Yeah, someone's gonna cross the border right now and start <laughs> beating my ass, ripping on the ben promising Sheldon.
0: young man who just slandered.
1: Yeah, <laughs> California's um, yeah. too far. California's too far. <laughs> All right, I'm safe, guys. I can I can talk crap on Ben Shelton right now. It's scary to think what that guy can possibly do three years down the line and how many he's gonna win every single year. I would love to see somebody compete against him you know it's like the if fed was only there by himself and there was no nadal there was no Djokovic, like that wouldn't have been so fun to watch you know like somebody's gonna have to compete against this guy at the same level every single tournament and i don't know i want to see other guys step up now that alcaraz might be in a you know in a spot by himself in a few years
0: yeah i mean let's think about this though realistically like no Novak at the us open right curios takes out medvedev the the champion then he takes himself out the next (laughs) the next match against Hatchinoff. rude is a great player i think we could even open up the floor to talk about where we put rude now moving forward the guy's now been in two slam finals this year and i think still a little bit under the radar disrespected even when it comes to the books but realistically speaking novak's probably going to win the australian open in january Like he's back in the field. I, should, I believe he's on track to be right. If Nadal is healthy and playing at the French open, he's probably going to win that. So Alcaraz, as much as I love what's what's happening and, and ending the year at the world. Number one, it's exciting for tennis uh, casuals, casual sports fans. We're talking about tennis, like uh kill Hammond, on his uh on his Twitter, he screenshotted SportsCenter's comment section from Instagram and it was a bunch of people being like, I didn't know tennis was this lit. Like <laughs> so it's exciting to have uh, Alcaraz be the number one. But I think John, your your point is correct. Like, as as great as it is to have Carlos arrive as the number one, I think that most of these guys stink or they're not as good as we want. Even Carlos, the number one player has flaws in his game and can can beat anytime and i honestly wouldn't even make him you know the shoe in to win the next two slams ahead so it's cool i'm excited it's a great moment we deserve this fresh injection of young talent that doesn't seem you know like someone that can't get over the hump you know he's already got a slam 19 years old that's it's been a long time since we've had that gambling wise i would say don't count out some of these other guys now that like don't count out (laughs) novak Still. Oh yeah, definitely. Not. <laughs> Come January, you know, don't count out uh, or just assume that Alcaraz is just going to start rolling, guys. Because I, I actually think there's probably going to be spots ahead on the calendar uh, to cash wins against him. I mean, Davis Cup was a good fade spot even last week. You know, four days after he won, he was playing Davis Cup for some reason. I assume pride of country, blah blah blah. And people were like, "Felix looks so good in that match." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, are we really doing this?" <laughs> I mean, I put in a couple, but when it was when he was down uh, two breaks. And the third set, it was like plus a hundred. I put a couple bucks on it. I'm like, let's just see. What, let's just see what happens here. Carlitos could come back.
2: If there's anyone who can come back, it's Carlos. And if there's anyone who can blow a two break lead out of nowhere, because they can't <laughs> find the court, it's freaking Felix. So, I mean, maybe not the worst luck. didn't happen. Didn't
1: didn't and happen out,
2: it is, why not plus 800 I all right you're gonna get
1: more broad there and say just canadians instead of bay leaks <laughs> i don't talk about shapo
2: anymore i moved from insulting him to just not even giving him the time yeah <laughs> it's too obvious all right guys
0: well let's uh let's move on from the tennis that happened to the tennis that will be let's move on to the two 250s this week uh and the xo with uh, most of the top talent uh, in the game playing it <laughs> happening as well this weekend uh the atp mets in france uh according to the Tennis Channel broadcast of the carats of match uh, this is a slower indoor hardcore it's a wooden surface that's painted on which i thought was interesting uh, i wrote it down here on the show sheet hubie is the reigning champ he beat busta last 6 seven six six three he's in this field again and he won against team in straights today the french often win here but they only have one guy left in this field. Uh, the French, A Frenchman has won this nine times since 2009. Four of those were Sanger, though. So And Simone has won twice, but he's he's out now. So far, only five. This is kind of interesting, I thought. So far, only five out of the 20 main draw matches have gone to three sets. So a lot of straight set wins here. If you're uh, an unders guy, you could have been cashing. For a few days now. Big headline. Obviously, Medvedev goes down to Stamorinka as the number one seed. Uh, he called the crowd monkeys down a break in the third set today.
2: <laughs> which now, I thought- did he? Did he? I, I didn't hear the sound. I saw it on Twitter, but I, I just saw him like put his arms out to his side and then he was like mocking with like thumbs down. I thought he was mocking them, but there might have been a sound, there might have been sound that went with it that had him audibly doing it. Or <laughs> I don't know. Well, but he I, did a I monkey, you like... know, he,
0: he did like, he did, he made a monkey gesture. I should say oh, it looked did, like he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, I no, he definitely, went,
2: match, so I, oh my he definitely gosh, went
0: full monkey for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, oh Danil! that match was defined by complete inconsistency from medvedev uh, he couldn't make shit uh, 12 double faults uh a putrid 31 percent of second serve points one uh i mean warinka was crushing him with down the line winners uh, med i i don't know what to make of medvedev i think he should just call it a year and go on the beach he's got nothing to prove really and there's not life changing money ahead <laughs> there is the way i guess maybe you're playing for the for the finals but who cares dude like the acp finals are nothing well he'll play i mean paris, there's also but... nothing but no one cares dude he like, would have nobody... to play
2: paris yeah i'd assume like just yeah. stay in France, go to the south of France, hit the beaches for a bit, and then come back to Paris at the end of the year for the the Masters event there. Are we
0: fading Medvedev? If Medvedev does return, which I think he will be, uh, will be back on the scene here the rest of the way. Auto fade just to see here where where are we at with Med? He's
2: just been bad since the Australian Open, really, since that loss to Rafa, and I don't know whether it's an inconsistency thing or a confidence thing or if it's just the fact that his game has been, you know not solved, but he's got a big serve and then he grinds you down with relentless pursuit from the baseline. That's the game. You know what I mean? Like the Mm -hmm. the ground strokes aren't overwhelmingly powerful. Uh, The serve is huge, right? That's big, but like he can work his way into points and break you because of his rally tolerance. But then outside of that, like there's just, there's nothing that stands out outside of the serve and, and that rally tolerance, right? So it's got a couple dimensions, but it's not really like purely well-rounded like say an Alcaraz who's come out and won a slam as well now so I, I don't know what to think of Medvedev whether it's a, a confidence mental thing or whether it's just his game is you know, again players are starting to catch up to it
1: yeah I did do it I did watch a little bit of the Walrinka Medvedev match today and Walrinka was bringing him to the net and making him screw up a little bit I mean like you're saying it's like I don't think his games necessarily expose quote-unquote I don't know there's some things that he's going to have to correct if he's going to have to get back to where he was.
0: I mean, he just needs to be more consistent. He's all over the place. You know, really it's is. like he he goes hot uh, for a couple minutes and then it, he just can't make anything in the court. I, I mean, it's a consistency thing for me. I think that he starts making some of these shots. He's going to start rolling again, but he's definitely not consistently. <laughs> you know, I, I actually think, you know, if his game comes back to him, all the ways that you describe John, in terms of just the rally tolerance and grinding guys down. I mean, I think you can get by pretty well, especially against the current ATP crop of competitors. Well, Rika today, though, uh, I mean, the guy was, whew, I mean, like I said, the line winners were in Fuego. I-, I said this before in this podcast. This is going to be Andy Murray season coming up uh, this indoor court run. You know, it's these older players. I view it kind of a couple ways, like it's end of the year. Some of the guys like Gasquet went out kind of early. He's been grinding pretty hard this summer uh into the USO, he played a lot of matches so him going out maybe he's a little bit you know tired whatever well rinka though i mean this is like neutral environment just out there being able to do what he what he can i think this some of these older got older smarter wiser guys that have a little bit of game left i think you know look for some spots um with guys like this who haven't been grinding all year that maybe have a little bit more oomph in there and their step because they haven't played a ton but you know this indoor hardcore environment is going to be Pretty nice for some guys with a little little IQ and still a little game left.
2: With Stan, tomorrow's the big test, right? Because a couple of things. First, you said only, well, I guess one was a qualifying match, so it doesn't count. But he had, today was one of the five, uh, five matches you were talking about that went to three sets. Uh, he played a three-setter, albeit a dominant three-setter. He lost the first in a tie-break and then crushed Zambor Piroz, uh, promising young Hungarian. But he's played four matches, not two, right? Because he had to come through qualies. And now he's got no rest in the turnaround from his second round match to his quarterfinal. few things here. First, he hasn't made a semi since uh, 2019 at the ATP World Tour level. And that's been the concern since his return, right? It's can he at the top level go, you know, he can win two matches, but then he's been dropping a lot at the quarterfinal round uh, since coming back. So if he does get that far, that is. So, you know, one, does he have enough left to win a fifth match? And two, it's not the ideal opponent to play if you know that that energy level, the reserves are starting to deplete a little bit. Playing Michael Emer is not the guy, especially since these Mets courts apparently have slowed down over the last few years, right? So it's that'll be interesting to see uh, that quarterfinal match.
0: Oh no, I I, I moved on Emer. I, I picked I I, I like Emer a lot. I want I was hoping the line might be out by the time we recorded, it, but it's not out yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, if Eimer is a short favorite to a, a dog. I'm all over that. If he's like a too heavy of a favorite, I, 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 I have a little pause, but I mean 150 or less, or even a dog. Whew, I'm all over Eamer on that one. I, I guess up to minus one one sixty. I don't know. That still makes me nervous. 150 or less. I, I, I like the Emer side.
2: I bet him earlier at uh plus
0: one oh five. Oh my god, he's the dog. Um, that auto play. He was
2: now he's he's even he's even money now. Pinnacle has very, very low max bets they don't limit you even if you're a winning better the flip side is especially with tennis more so than any other sport they do have a ceiling they cap the max bets even on the atp on the women's side it's even worse like it's 130 max bet um on the women when they open it's about 225 canadian dollars this is so about 100 american and 175 american on the men right now the max bet is still about 406 canadian on either so they don't limit accounts they just limit and and try and see where the sharps are going to play early on in the market when they drop um, and they get liquidity to the markets first. So, uh, but yeah, I got him plus one hundred five at Pinnacle. He's down to about minus one hundred one, but still even money. You're right; it's it's ridiculous. He should be a fairly substantial favorite in this spot, at least for me.
0: Seven and four indoor hard cart this year for Emer. I I like Emer. He's a streaky player. You know, it gets a couple matches rolling. Uh, he he can do some things. Um, I I think that I I feel like he's a guy that goes out one or two rounds, but if he gets beyond the first or second round, he's a guy that makes semifinals and finals, but could be wrong with that assessment. Um, But that's just my general um, general gut feeling. Derek, anything on uh, Emer versus
1: Stan? If you can get Emer at plus or even anything, dude, you got to take that right there. I mean, yeah. While did just beat Mevada, but I don't think that's going to really, heighten his stock by any means, especially against Emer. No, gotta go Emer all day.
0: Alright, well let's talk about a couple matches that uh, do have lines up uh, on the board for us, uh, the offshore crowd. Corda uh, is minus three and a half uh, and a minus 275 favorite against sonego who's coming in a 225. Uh, the total is at 22. sonego on these slower indoor hard has been uh, pretty well. I know he famously beat Novak back in the day. Uh, in an indoor hard match but i think that that was like novak kind of one foot out the door Uh, as post uh restart i think i was like 2020 so don't hold a lot of stock in that but you know i think that we bash sunago pretty good for being a pretty shitty hardcore player but i think uh indoor slow hard uh levels the playing field a bit for him and he's already got a couple of nice dubs under his belt coming into this match uh are we liking Simego at all as a dog against uh, the very beatable Sebastian
2: Corda who has a
0: high end talent uh but a high liability when it comes to and being why, a favorite
2: and that's why I don't bet quarter matches i i cannot stand watching that guy with his height just not have a serve and then beat Alcaraz on clay and turn around and that you know he cannot keep his forehand from going into the net in other matches it's like you know what i'm done with this i can't i cannot bet this guy's matches you you write it up one way and you give him credit for playing his strongest game and he completely dumps out and then you write it up trying to fade him saying he's too inconsistent and he brings his a game. It's just, it's so hard to get a number on him. Therefore it's hard to figure out whether you have an edge on the market or not. So I just, I leave it alone. Uh, real fast points, bet, fan duel, bet MGM Caesars all with, uh, lines if they're in your state, uh, that is for American markets. But I know those, each book is in like four different states or eight different for Emer, that is. Oh,
0: sweet. Uh, all right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have no idea what to, to think of this match. It's kind of a no play for me. I, I, Corda, minus three and a half. To me, I think Sunego was a, a, an attacking player that could give Corda some trouble, but he's also a UE king. I don't know. Uh, if I had to make a play, I, I, the, even though the, you know, everything has been trending under, uh, over 22 is uh, kind of interesting to me in this one because I feel like pressure point. Senego attacks. He's down, you know, it looks like he's down a set and a break. Suddenly levels with Korda who can't serve out the match yeah. and it goes into the, the third set. Derek, do you have any thoughts in this match?
1: So yeah, Corda, he can easily impress you as easily as he could disappoint you. So I, I wouldn't even touch that match. I th- he should beat Senego but still, it's like you don't really know what kind of game he's going to bring. And then. I'm still over here refreshing Bovada to see if I can get my Emer odds still going. <laughs> so um I, I'd save my money just for Emer, to be honest.
0: All right. The other next match I have some odds for is uh Hubie Herkash minus three and a half and a minus three twenty-five. Money light favorite over Arthur Rinderknich of France. The only Frenchman left in the field the the last great french hope here he's plus 260 the total is at 23 couple of serve guys here uh in a in a seemingly high total environment i mean i think is going to win uh, rinderg Mitch had a pretty good 2021 hasn't really done much here in in 2022 did have a win at the us open over countryman halis uh John, any thoughts on this one?
2: Just odd to see a total at 23, kind of expecting a seven five or a seven six set in there and then having the spread at three and a half. I guess they're screaming that it's going to be like a seven, six, six, three, or seven, six, six, four kind of uh matchup here. And you've just got to like they're gonna lay the hook on the service order, right? So if it's seven, five, if it's seven, six, six, four, Hubie ain't covering, but if Hubie Serves second in the first set and then serves first in the second. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this feels like, because that way you're at 23 or 22 games, right? So you're right on that over spot, And then you're also kind of have, having to guess on service order. Um, and that's where they've laid the hook. So it's just odd to see a 23 and a three and a half as you're kind of spread to total relation, I would expect that to be uh, like a three to go to 23. But again, service orders allowing the books to kind of say, hey, pick a side on uh, on that. I, I mean, the three and a half looks good for for Ritter Deck or at least seems good on first first glance. I haven't really dug into that one yet.
0: They also have it set uh, the total as 10 in the first set. And you're actually it's minus minus one five. You're eating some juice to play the over 10 in the first set. So I don't know. Maybe there is a, a an over 23 look to be had here. Hubie, I thought, looked like he just woke up before his match today. <laughs> team has been playing a lot. I mean, he played the uh, challenger the, the week before. Also, just kind of still untrustworthy. I don't think the team is the team of the past by any means. So... Now I'm going to recommend the over on an under trending tournament. I don't know. Two times in a row. Maybe I should not do that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe worth a look. All right, guys. Well, there's a couple matches. John, you might have odds for this up. uh, I don't know. But Holger Runa, you know, Holger Runa, I said his name right. They don't say his name right all the time on national broadcasts, which is amazing to me that people are butchering names. But he is playing uh, Bublik, who beat Rusevori today. I hit that. Nice. Good for me. Uh, Nice dog spot for Bublik. Bublik coming in in at 10 and three indoor hard this year. Pretty good. Pretty good run. His only title this year was an indoor hard court tournament uh, back in February. He beat Zverev in that final. I like Bublik here. I think he will not be an overly aggressive favorite against Runa. I got I got Bublik all the way to the final, to be honest. I, I think he's got a nice setup here. I think he's a, a pretty solid indoor hard court player. I don't think anyone on the other side, you know, if it's Emer versus Bublik. I like Bublik. I just I feel like he's got a, a good
2: enough serve to get by on these indoor hardcore. He's m- minus one sixty five a okay. uh, couple books. You got Cool Bet here in Canada for people down south, I think. Let's see. MGM has it up. FanDuel has it up. Yeah. So, and, and they're also in that minus one sixty-five region. So it's not too too bad. I'm starting I to mean, learn the one sixty-five is one a dollar sixty for me, which isn't like the craziest juice. Sixty cents uh, per dollar wagered would be your profit. Juicy, but it's not the most juicy. If if you like Bublik decisively as you do, then I think you know again. What is it like a sixty uh, percent? I think is the implied odds high probabilities
0: there yeah i mean i feel like today i liked runa as a dog today um obviously he got by with the retirement but he was up he won the first set and i believe he was up four one in the second before bonzi one of the french last, one of the last great french hopes uh went down <laughs> in this tournament this was my argument for runa today was like the dude needs a good result number one <laughs> um slower hard court that's a plus for him and no conditions There's nothing out there that's going to start fucking with this kid who cramps, like, at the drop of a hat. So... And Bonzi is not like, you know, a world beater. It's not like he's Novak or something. Uh, so I, that was kind of why I like Runa today. Against Bublik, I, I think he falls back to earth a bit. I mean, he's going to need to make a lot of shots to beat Bublik. I, I just, Bublik can beat himself. That's part of the problem. But I think, uh, you know, if, if he's able to keep his whole, you know, whole percentage, it seems like whole percentages are pretty high with all these um, unders. And now these matches go in three sets. The serve seems to be holding up pretty well for people. Derek, any Bublik, Runa thoughts?
1: Dude, Bublick scares the hell out of me any time I put money on him because I just don't know what Bublick's going to show up. He's either going to play really well, and which is what he's capable of, or he's just going to be playing half in the bag or something like that. Seems like he's just trying to wait for a cocktail every single time he like the set's over. Against Holger Runa? Remember when Runa said that he wanted to be number one in the world and that was, yeah. His goal? Yeah. He's really making great progress towards that. <laughs> hey, he did pretty
0: well to the French on the heels of those comments. And then he forgot how to play tennis for
1: about four months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consistency is key to being number one. Uh, it's like the one thing you really got to focus in on. And I don't know if he forgot what he said, but those were bold words. And now he's facing Bublik. And we're wondering if he's going to beat Bublik. (laughs) It's like a solid argument that given that, you know what, I'm just going to take Bublik. I mean, Runa hasn't really showed me too much. I mean, he has, but his consistency is just not there. And like you're saying, it's like indoor hardcore. Bublik's pretty good at it. Not saying Runa's not good at it, but side with Bublik there. If
0: Bublik gets through and Emer does get through, uh, Bublik is uh, 1-0 against him on Indoor Hard. He beat him in Davis Cup uh, end of last year. If Runa gets through, I like the Emer side uh, in an a Emer-Runa matchup. But if it's a Runa-Stan, that combo, give me all the Runa all day. I'm basically fading Stan the rest of the way. I was going <laughs> to say, at yeah. this
2: point, round by round, I will just like martingale myself into oblivion <laughs> from <laughs> here on out. Yeah, like, if he Stan wins w- his first title in years, I, I Good on I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. <laughs> <like this> <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, on the bottom half, uh, I, I have, I, I mean, I'll cut to the chase. I have Hubie winning this whole thing. I don't, I don't think anyone's beating Hubert Hercash uh, this week. Um, it's set up pretty well for him. He's going to, he's playing render who who stinks. Uh, and then he's got Korda or Sinego. They both stink. Um, and then, you know, he's going to play Bublik or Emer or Stan or Runa. I mean, none of those guys are beating Hubie. I mean, if you want to roll, like, get, <laughs> you just want to roll the favorite. If he's under minus three, I don't, I don't like the laying three dollars on him. But if he's in the minus two hundred range the rest of the way, like, just I, I you could do worse things and just roll him in my, in my mind. I think he's already won this thing before, and he is a guy that can randomly lose. But I I just, like I said, he did look like he just rolled out of bed today. Like he, I mean, the guy, he had his hair was like bedhead. (laughs) He did not, and he just like steam through team. (laughs) So. I don't know. Anyone have a surprise winner of this thing? Or am I crazy for take? I mean, I I hate being the chalk guy, but uh, I'm going
1: chalk. Okay. I don't think you're crazy at all. I think if you pick anybody else besides her cats, it's basically a hot take. Uh, It's kind of funny how you said that this, these guys all stink. It's like, I know you I know you the seen, I know you've seen the San Diego lineup, but holy crap, I would want to know what adjective you got to use for those guys in that <laughs> tournament. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm, I'm with you on her cats like winning this whole thing. I don't know who's gonna stop him. Yeah, he can lose here and there, but hell, any freaking player on tour can lose here and there. So if you're gonna put money online, yeah, take her cats and even going back to like her cats versus Rinder-Nich, I saw, I saw that Rinder-Nish match against uh, Med at the USO. Med destroyed that dude's serve. I think Nish's serve is a little overrated in terms of him being just like a. It was- a serve bot. So, well, maybe
0: a um, look at the under uh, 10 then in the in the first set if it's yeah. you're laying uh, juice on it. And uh John, you were fist bumping. Yeah. Uh It looks like, uh, and we've mentioned San Diego, so I, I have a feeling I know where this is going, and it's a good segue to our next stop, uh, the ATP San Diego. Just saw it.
2: I had Mackie McDonald to win a set against uh <laughs> Jensen at about just under minus 120. So I thought it was over, then I'm like, wait a minute, I have that start on flash score. And the last I saw, it was like 1-1 one, one or 2 all in the second set. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I haven't got a notification yet. That can only be a good thing since he lost the first set. It means the match is not over. I log in, thought I was gonna see like a four all or maybe five four and I need a break. But he's already got the second set, so. We're happy about that.
0: There you go, bang bang! And there's my daughter. All right, guys. Well, ATP San Diego. A quick uh, overview before we dive in a little deeper. This is a depleted field, as Derek has already alluded to, uh, compared to the 2021 edition that saw Casper Ruud beating Cam Norrie 6-0, 6-2 to take the title. Now, this was before, you know, the Indian Wells 2021, which they had moved to October because of. uh the pandemic medium, slow, hard courts, uh, temps going to be uh seventies to mid eighties, you know, this week, probably the mid eighties coming up shouldn't be rough conditions. Winds eight to 13 miles per hour. And these outdoor conditions and at the time of this recording, six of 16 main draw matches now, uh, have hit the third set. So again, not a, not a tournament that's seeing a, a long court times for any of these players and big headline here. Derek and I will be going for this tomorrow we will be attending the ATP San Diego. The San Diego Open. That's exciting for me and Derek. Oh,
1: well, yeah. It's this 250 tournament that's uh it's like basically a, a challenger event that's dishing out 250 points. So I exciting.
0: would actually say the the Ren Challenger draw last week what might might have been a little more talent laden than this mm-hmm. <laughs> 250 event in Southern California. I what, I I actually thought John. Uh, when you were fist pumping, uh, it was going to be y- your boy, uh, Lestien, from France, uh, speaking of Frenchmen, bagging another dub. he He's crushing right now. Is he's, he's got a break point here in the second. Uh, he won 6-1 the first set against uh, Tabila, who I thought was a player who could... I, I liked him uh, as a dog in his previous match against Stevie. I don't know why he was a dog in that match. Stevie has done nothing all year. And I'm someone who likes to back Stevie on American hardcore but no, this was not the year to do that he's not had any real results but uh talk to us about this guy you were pretty hot on uh, last against uh uso phenom phenomenon rather not a phenom but uh Splash went against uh, Fred's Brandon Holt. Give us uh, your scouting take on Lestienne here.
2: Yeah, so like he's he's underpowered, right? He, he's got – I mean, his first serve, I guess, is decent when he dials it up, but his name is just predicated on a ton of variety. He just spins the ball really well, moves around the court. Just a very, very tactically-minded player. But at the same time, for years and years, he was unable to really – I mean, he's got the French brain, right? Is essentially what he had for years I and mean, he was very temperamental on court and let it get to him and then there there went that for years he couldn't crack into the top 100 now he's got it together and he's absolutely dominating the challenger circuit comes up against brandon holt i mean that one i actually wrote up it was a little disappointing because he really should have won in two i think he had a break lead in the first and then totally choked uh, from, I think, 4-2 up, if I if I recall correctly. But he didn't cover the spread. He won the match, which was okay, because it's 140. He was a dog today to Tabilo. Uh, and at the time of recording, he's up 6-1, two love, serving at 30 love. So yeah, uh, that was a miss on my part. Yeah, he got the break, and he's at he's 40 love now consolidating. And so big miss on my part as an underdog. But yeah, he's just very, very, like, the spins, not, you know, he's got the slice. He's got the top spin. He moves it around the court so well. You, and what he does is he he'll slice it with an angle, right? Which not a lot of players will do, right? The slice is generally defensive, but his has a purpose. He will slice it up towards that uh, service box out wide near that doubles alley, and now you're not only pulled out to the outer third of the court, but you're pulled up in the court. And then he knows how to just take the next shot with a forehand, a lot of topspin. So he's got a ton of margin for error on it. And he just puts it right into that open space down the line, right? He's just, He just constructs points brilliantly. And if he can keep his head on, and he has to, because he plays a lot of long matches because, you know, that style... You play a lot of long points. You need them to be longer to construct it, to be able to win it. You don't overpower your opponent. And again, he wasn't able to really hold it together mentally for long enough before. And we're seeing him do it this year. And he's into that, you know, this this win should put him in the top 75. He was top 76 entering this week. And now he's going to be into the quarterfinals in San Diego at an ATP level event. So I'm sure he'll be top 75 uh, potentially top seventy next
0: week. Yeah, when I was watching that match against still uh, Holt, I mean the the guy, the, the way he gets around on the, on the ball is uh, is so fast. I mean, you, you mentioned he doesn't overpower people, but he does have a, a lot of velocity coming from his end of the court. That w- that was my big takeaway. He kind of reminded me not. I mean, Gasquet is so slight, but he kind of reminded me of like a little bigger Gasquet. Well, yeah, and, much and that's,
2: that's it too. It's not just like a bit of pace. It's that. The spin can be so heavy that it kicks off the court, right? And that's its own form of pace. When the when the ball hits the court with a ton of topspin, it just like takes off on players. So, and that's what Gasquet exactly does to people as well.
0: Yeah. So uh, exciting to see a, a new name uh, on the scene um, rising up from the Challenger tour. John's our Challenger guy. Follow him at JRTweetsTennis. Tweets Tennis. He's grinding the the next the next guys up always great information on his timeline okay this you know we we are dogging this field not great uh, uh, yes but a little wide open i think i actually have a futures on this i took brando uh plus 400 just because i think that he's gonna be a heavy favorite uh up until the semifinals against brooks and brooks people probably be if he gets out of this mcdonald match um he'll be favored over um brando but in the final i i could see Brandon being the favorite even against Evans, so it, plus four hundred for him to win. I thought that was pretty good and, and offered a solid hedge opportunity. Jensen, I don't know, man. I love Brooksby. He just he seems very beatable at times. And uh, Brandon has the the, South, the San Diego background, bringing home the home tournament. I think is probably something that he's trying to do this week. So
2: I think ultimately, like you said, though, there's three names: Evans, Nakashima, and Brooksby. I mean, who else? You'd be stunned if one of those three didn't win it,
0: right? I agree with you there. Now, Evans has to beat Tara Daniel today, which, uh, you know, seems... Easy-ish on paper, D- Taro had a great start to this year. I mean, I mean, he was awesome kicking off this year, and, he, and he's been solid all along the way. But Evans, man, you know, he's just a solid tennis player. I had a great August, made a deep run in Montreal, and just been a pretty good player all year, and I, I think has a, a class over Taro. I think Taro, he worked on his power. He's hitting the ball a lot harder than he used to, but, you know, he's not exactly lighting up the world. Cool. Let's say it's Evans versus uh, your, your boy, Lester would you sprinkle a little uh money on that dog
2: no, it's a bad matchup for him
0: giron was a, a popular potential uh a futures bet um uh, pre-tournament uh, as a guy who's had some pretty bad results but also played some tough competition um you know he's, he's the guys he's been playing he's all pretty good recently uh he crushed the clay grinder at javeri he's playing uh, duckworth this is one of the lines that we have up actually minus two and a half uh minus 192 money line favorite against duckworth uh, i actually think that um o'connell beat um o'connell beat wolf today which is a sad day because i wanted to see wolf tomorrow but i feel like o'connell is like the Australian Giron, or <laughs> Giron. Is like the uh American O'Connell. I feel like there's a lot of symmetry between those two players. Uh or just a, str- a lot of these, I mean they're like about the same age. They they both are just kind of like veteran grinders. Uh and Americans and Australians play a similar style tennis. So uh, like the go. quicker courts. Yeah. In that sense, um, I think we'll see a lot of like ball bashing here between Giron and Duckworth. Um, I kind of like Giron in that match.
2: Yeah, no, I do too. I
0: think He's the, the Cali a- guy, isn't he? Yeah, he went to uh, did he go to UCLA?
2: He was UCLA. So is I. Mean right now, Jensen and Mackey, two California boys, one USC, one UCLA, and then I think Marco Strom was born in Cali, went to UCLA. Brandon Akashima, born in Cali, so a lot of Cali boys. Uh, one of them will be gone, obviously, by the time this is out. But a lot of Cali boys in this tournament. Oh yeah,
0: yeah Brooks... Turns
1: out he's from Thousand Oaks.
0: When did Brooks? Brooksby's twenty one. When did he go to Baylor? Not sure. Did, did, he did he go to USC
2: for a year too?
0: Did he have a cup of coffee at Baylor or what?
2: I think so. I'm not sure. Was it was it Baylor only or USC? I thought he was a USC guy.
0: Hold on, Brooksby College.
2: I, I know he's from to... California.
0: Hey, okay. So he never played there. He signed with Baylor. Then he missed his freshman year due to injury and then turned pro. So no USC. All right. Got so it. Almost no college, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not almost. No. I mean, <laughs> he, he didn't play apparently all right we're losing the thread here i mean the san diego tournament uh, i don't know man we, we named those three that's probably gonna win i think maybe save saved the role for another tournament ahead <laughs> i don't know that there's like a ton of gambling analysis to be had on this we have some uh, big spots coming up and there's another event we can run through that so why don't we just derek and i are going to be there we'll, we'll send out some photos of san diego so that'll be fun if you're going to be there and you listen to this podcast uh, hit us up we'll meet up have a beer but let's move on to the labor cup guys um round to the finish here this is this is like some sort of like elite elite they wear tuxes and uh, they all dress up like uh they're going to like the asshole in the group's wedding they take like groomsmen photos I, I don't know. It's at the O2 in London, but this is probably the last time we will see Roger Federer on a tennis court playing competitive tennis. So he says playing doubles with Rafa it's team world versus team Europe. Best of three format but the third set is a 10 point tiebreaker team europe is novak rafa sissipas brood federer and murray andy murray team world faa fritz schwartzman siafo adm and because jack Sock is good at doubles he still is on the team for some reason uh john i know you hate labor cup so i will give you um the floor to bash labor <laughs> cup uh at,
1: at will here we're probably gonna have to restart the uh zoom session again because john's gonna run out of time
2: <laughs> opposite Don't care about it. Not going to watch it. Grew up a Fed fan. Well, grew up watching uh, Tim Henman and James Blake, but uh, they were done by the time I was, you know, really uh, playing tennis. And so Fed was my idol. I still have my red and white Wilson end code because of him. And I will not be watching his final match because the Labor Cup sucks.
1: Like how short and sweet that was.
2: I love uh, it, John. Well, I mean, the
0: Labor Cup is pretty goofy, I have to say. And you know, they're wearing tuxedos playing ping pong. I, I what is this event? <laughs> I don't get it. Some people, like even like tennis elitists, like call it like the event of the year. Really, I, there's no fucking way this is the event <laughs> no. of the year from a gambling. Uh, perspective though i remember you know remarking on this podcast uh, last year which we've got some staying power guys we're still doing it that despite its exhibition status uh, and format uh, a lot of the normal match narratives um, we would put on this event in a regular atp event carried out in terms of the head-to-head winner especially like if there's live odds and felix is you know up a break against you know (laughs) zevera Felix is probably going to blow it loose. <laughs> I remember specifically like Felix losing is one of the prime examples of why I said that maybe it wasn't up a break, but you had like decent odds and you just, you got um, boat raced out of the match. Anyway, there's no totals up uh, the current odds here. I, there's a match I like, and that's uh, Alex Demon I like ADM minus minus one fifty versus Sandy Murray. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was like, a, you know, Looking at the photo, I was like, which one of these seven guys are going to win a match this weekend against Team Europe? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I, th- I feel like ADM has a shot. And then his first match is against Murray. I like that. I like minus 150. And I'm going to take that. I also agree with the tip bank rolling route versus Sock. <laughs> Although, you know what, though? In-, in this format, I feel like Sock can gut out something. Maybe. But I actually think the bankroll would be Tsitsipas over Schwartzman. There's no fucking way Schwartzman's beating D- city boss this is not gonna i mean i know that he has like a decent ish head-to-head against Steph, but on these quicker fast indoor courts like no fucking way to me i i wouldn't recommend bankrolling any anything in this xo match john's not even watching so <laughs> <laughs> nope not betting at once. all right well let's uh last year they didn't even play the third i mean it was so lopsided last year they didn't even play the third day didn't even play the third day so I think that there actually might, I do feel like team uh, world might pick up a wins. It was pretty one-sided last year and I think we're cruising towards that again. So, all right, guys. Well, if you've made it here. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, We will be back next week. We've been pretty routine. Last week we had a week off, but there's a lot of this tennis calendar left, and uh, we will be here to suss out uh, the winners and losers and and talk about everything ATP from a gambling perspective uh, and have fun along the way. Uh, Give us a a subscribe, a like, a shout-out. Follow us at MP9Tennis. Follow John at JRTweetsTennis at TidbitsTennis. Until next time, see you in the court.